Welcome to Ennisbrook Church. We hope this message from our Saxon Location Pastor, Jared Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at ennisbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Um, hey, it's so great to be back in the room. Is anyone excited to be back in the house of God this morning? Man, it is so good to be here. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Jared Lieberzeit, and uh, it is a privilege to share some thoughts today. And uh, I mean, we, that video kind of says it all, really, to get us started this morning. It's, that's us for this next season. That's, this, is, this is our vision. This is our theme. This is our heartbeat as a church. We are following Jesus. We're following Jesus, guys. Come on. It's so rich and life-filled and it's exciting. And someone said to me the other day, oh, it's so good because it's kind of, it's just so simple. It's coming back to basics. And it is simple, but at the same time, there's, there's so much depth to it as well. There's so much to discuss about following Jesus. And um, if you missed Vision Sunday, part one, as Graham said, it is on our YouTube channel. You can uh, go ahead and, and watch that back. You can watch the full service or just the 20-minute feature video that our team created. By the, by the way, aren't they just amazing? The creative team putting stuff together and everyone. Um, it's so, so cool. But um, this, this, just a quick recap, okay, if you did miss last Sunday, just before we get into it. Um, this theme is... Uh, it's, it's more than just a theme. It's not just uh, something that we want to add into our Christian life. It's not just another thing to do. It is, we believe, the only thing. It's, it's where everything starts. Everything flows from the beginning point of following Jesus. It's what Jesus said to so many people. He said, come, follow me. And they followed. They got up. And they went and they followed. And today, we are all called to the same thing, to experience life change through following this amazing man, this person, the person of Jesus Christ. And we announce it and launch it as if it's vision as well, because there's something so vision-filled about following Jesus, because there's something about following Jesus that gives us such a great purpose for life. We receive a new vision. It's not just our thing, but it's His thing. It's God's thing. It's what He's calling us to. And so this is a very vision-filled thing for us. The journey of Christianity is so much more than just events, buildings, and services. In fact, when you take all of that away, like we've experienced very many times over the past couple of frustrating years, (laughs) all that is left is the relationship that you have been building with Jesus. All that we have is the fact that we're just... Following Jesus, that's it, that's us. And I love the thought, I think we shared it last week, that as long as you have breath in your lungs and you still have days to go in your life on earth, that you, it's still relevant for us to continue to follow Jesus. This theme is not just something that you maybe should have learned about or thought about back when you first decided to start a relationship with Jesus if you are a believer today. This is something that is ongoing. We never graduate from it. The only point we actually graduate from this is, is when we actually do meet Jesus in heaven. What a glorious moment that, that surely will be. But this is a journey that we are committing to and we're focusing on. And by the way, it isn't just going to be 2022. Following Jesus goes beyond just one year. 
It's actually a journey that takes a lifetime to figure out and to sort out and to, to search through and to discuss. And so um, actually, I don't know if, if you know this, but we, we might be actually focusing on this theme for more than just one year. It might be two or three years. We have a lot of work to do on this, people. We have a lot to come back to. And uh, I, I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Anybody else excited about following Jesus today? Come on. This is not just another thing, it's the only thing. It's not an add-on, it's the beginning. It's the middle and it is the end. It is the end. It's the journey that takes a lifetime. And today I, I, I wanna try my best to answer the question, like what does, it, what does it actually mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? So what do you, I wonder what you think it means. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you to follow Jesus? This, this is so much more than just a decision that affects one moment in time. This is so much more than just a moment in a youth camp, you know, or a, a Sunday morning or something like that. This, is, this isn't just like following someone on Instagram, by the way. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about a moment where you hit follow and then you, you see little snippets and highlights and there's stories that they post up and then you, you know, find yourself actually stalking back to 2016 and then accidentally liking a photo. And then you kind of have to explain yourself because that's, that's just awkward, very awkward. <laughs> it's more than just a Sunday church service attendance or a connect group hangout or signing up to be on the hosting team once a month. This is actually a lifelong decision to live set apart and set apart by relationship with Jesus where a greater purpose is found, where we find a greater purpose. And uh, I wanna read the Scripture where Jesus calls His first disciples. This is Matthew 4 verse 18. And uh, this, this is amazing. This is a great moment. These, these men, these lads, they find a greater purpose for their life. This is what it says. It says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, He saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed Him. Going on from there a little bit, he walked a little bit further down and he sees two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father preparing their nets. They were getting ready to go out for another fish to catch some snapper. <laughs> Jesus called to them and said, and immediately they got out from their boat and they left their father and they followed him. They followed him. There's other stories that cause Levi, he calls another man named Matthew, tax collector, says, come follow me. They leave their tax collector booth or whatever the situation was. There's other fishermen that he calls that, uh, that join his crew of disciples. He calls a guy named Simon, who's like a political activist. He leaves that and becomes an activist for Jesus Christ and becomes a disciple. All of these guys, all these stories of these people who had an incredible moment, an encounter with Jesus and had their lives changed to the point where they left everything they knew. They left everything that they had known before to just follow Jesus. This is a huge moment for them. These guys leave their occupations, their jobs, they're fishermen. Of course, the story, when we read it, they're around the Sea of Galilee. So being a fisherman would have been a very common thing. That was what you did in that area. So many of these guys, it's like it would have been their whole upbringing. They would have done it for years. And now they're leaving it to follow Jesus. 
And uh, I can imagine that would be quite an awkward moment when they, you know, head home and uh, start packing their bag. And their wife is like, what's going on? What are you doing? How was your day? And they're like, yeah, it was great. I quit. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to follow Jesus, you know. Imagine that was quite a, that would be quite an awkward moment. But Jesus says to these guys, follow me. I want to point out, he doesn't say, follow me and be like a Christian. He doesn't say, hey, follow me and live like a Christian. Maybe, I don't know, if he was to go down that track, he could have probably said, hey, you could just be a Christian, continue with what you're doing and just have some good values. Be a nice person. Help an old lady across the road or someone else or just whoever, that would be amazing. But he doesn't, he actually calls them to something a lot deeper. His focus in this moment is not to just call them to be a Christian, you know, to just believe in Jesus. I mean, we can believe in Jesus and, and receive salvation, and, and that's amazing. I'm good to go. That's sometimes for some of us, that's our focus. That could be the goal. And we maybe feel like that's enough. Like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to heaven. And that's it. Isn't that what this is, this is all about? I mean, that is a very special moment. That's a very key part of the journey. But Jesus, he actually goes beyond that. He calls them not just to be Christians. He actually calls them to be his disciples. He calls them to be his disciples. It's, a, it's, it's quite a different, it's the same, but it's kind of different, you know? It's the same, but there's, there's other parts of it that are, we need to talk about and we might talk about today. Is that okay? <laughs> he calls them to be his disciples. The focus is not just to live like a Christian, but it is actually for them to be a disciple. And it is for us to also be a disciple. If you are following Jesus, the call is to be a disciple. What is a disciple? A disciple is a student. A disciple is an apprentice. Don't just picture someone, uh, a student in a classroom or an apprentice on a building site. A, di- a disciple is, is much more than that. A, being a disciple of Jesus is act- a disciple of Jesus is about living in and understanding a new way of life. It's a, it's a new way of living, a new way of doing life, a new way of just operating. It's more than a title. It actually in- requires a change. That's why these guys had to leave their jobs, right? Something had to change. Something in their world had to shift. And I think maybe that's a tension for us today. It's like, yeah, I really want to follow Jesus and I love the idea and, and it looks really good on a screen, but it's, it's, it's always going to cause me to change, isn't it? Oh, I don't know about that tension. That feels like it's a little bit too tough. I don't know if I'm prepared for that change. And I'm not saying, hey, you should go and quit your job. But maybe there are some things that we need to quit on so that we can actually get a little bit more streamlined in our ability to follow Jesus in the direction and the calling that He has on our life. He goes on and, and Jesus later on in the story in Mark 8 verse 34, He actually shares with these disciples what it's going to take, the way of the cross. He says, it says this, Then He called the crowd to Him. His disciples, He called them in as well. And he says to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. For what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? What could you trade it for? What what in this world would be worth trading Jesus for? 
trading the calling of God for? What could anyone give in exchange for the soul that God can, oh my gosh, the soul redeemed by Jesus, a life turned around by Jesus, a life set on fire by Jesus. What could you trade for that? So there's this great exchange that takes place when He calls disciples. When He calls us to follow Him, there's a great exchange that takes place. Jesus, this is amazing. Here's the exchange. It says, I, I, I read it like this. I get Jesus and He gets my life. I get Jesus and in return, He gets my life. He gets my heart. He gets my days. He gets my moments. He gets my year. When Jesus called people to follow Him, He was asking them to join a different way of life. And they just would get up and they would leave it and they would become His disciples and everything in their world would change in that moment. Believing in Jesus is about salvation and forgiveness for our sin and our mistakes and we will celebrate that next week. It's gonna be a party. We're gonna celebrate what Jesus did for us when He went to the cross and what He bought for us. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be amazing. It's important and we need to focus on that. But being a disciple of Jesus is about what we do for Jesus in our life. Following Jesus isn't just about where you end up when you die. It's about everything that you do with your life from the moment that you say yes to Jesus to the moment that you meet Him in heaven. And I think that it can be easy for us to be a Christian because it's all about what Jesus has done. He went to the cross. He did the work. And so we just receive that salvation and that's it. We, we have it. It's assured. It's incredible. But then it takes a little bit more of an effort for us to be a disciple. It takes a little bit more work for us. I mean, there's nothing that we can do, nothing more that we can do to make Jesus love us more. But being a disciple is all about not what Jesus has done for me in that moment, not what He is doing for me. He has saved me and He has set me free, but He's also called me. You know what that requires? It requires a a responsibility. And the question is, like, if you're following Jesus... What does it really look like? What does it actually mean? I think it means that some of us have to be able to pinpoint and say, this is what I am doing in my life and with my life for Jesus. A disciple is someone who is doing things for Jesus. A disciple, being a disciple is all about what I do with my day for Him. And so I wanna share just just for a couple moments for anyone in the room who's wondering, what does a disciple do? What does a disciple do? What does a disciple do? Um, And so I want to share three things, okay? And uh, you can write them down on your notepad or your uh, Nokia or your iPhone or whatever it is that you are using today. But what a disciple does, here are the three thoughts for this morning, okay? A disciple loves to be with Jesus. A disciple loves to be with Jesus. We have to start there. A disciple just, a disciple just wants to be with Jesus. You know, we, just, we come into church because we, we just want to be with Jesus. We wake up and it's something that's just burning on our heart. I just want to be with Jesus. I mean, I don't know if you've um, had this in your life, but do you have anyone in your world that, I don't know, they, they seem to only call you or want to catch up with you when they need something from you? Do you have anyone like that? You don't, don't point to them. <laughs> You're like, there he is. <laughs> don't do it. 
uh, <laughs> you know, that this is this type of person that will call and you might have a bit of small talk. You'd be like, hey, yeah it's, yeah, it's going good, having a great week, all good in the hood, man. And then it gets to the point and you're like, okay, where's this going? And they're like, you know, this is how you know. They're like, well, actually, uh, there's something that I need. There's a reason I'm calling you. And they want to borrow something, you know, like your lawnmower or um, they want to ride somewhere or they want like some advice. Maybe they need some money or they just want you to do something for them. And some people are like, you're listening, you're like, that just sounds like my kids, you know, that's just my children. That's who you're talking about. It, yeah, it is definitely. It sounds just like my daughter, Scarlett, you know. So many nappies to change. It's just like ridiculous. I just want to hang out with her, you know, come on. <laughs> but what happens, and you, so you just wish that you could hang out with them no, no agenda. Like, like, man, let's just hang out. I really like you. Let's just let's hang and have a good time. But now every time they ring, you see their name pop up and you wonder, oh, I wonder what they need. Oh, what is it that they need this time? You know, like, what, I wonder what it is now. And I wonder how we are all going with just spending time with Jesus, with just being with Jesus, just focusing on just taking the moments in our day to just be with Him. Not because we need something. Not because, again, we require something. Not because it's a really bad moment. And not even because it's a great moment. You know, in all moments of our life, how are we going with just taking the time to be with Him? Why would we, why would we just be with Him? Because He is the best thing in our life. Because He is the greatest thing. Because He has changed our life. Because He has made us new. Because He has done a work in us that is just so great. And I can't get enough of being around Jesus. I just want to be around Jesus. Being with Jesus is all about building your personal relationship with Him. And a disciple of Jesus is excited to be around Him. They wake up in the morning and they are just pumped. I get to spend time with Jesus again today. Oh, I get to hear from Jesus today. I wonder what He might teach me. I wonder what He might show me. I wonder what I might learn. And so they just, they just listen and they watch. And you can imagine the disciples, the 12 of them and any other followers that were around in the times, just watching and listening to see what Jesus might do and excited to see what maybe they could take and you know, like use for themselves. I would, oh, I like that, Jesus. I'm going to copy that, you know. <laughs> I'm going to imitate that. The disciples were really good at just being with Jesus. They were really good at just being with Jesus. There were moments in the days where they would just hang out with Him. And there must be moments for us in our day where we just hang out with Jesus. Just hang out with Him. The thing is, I think we get so busy and uh, we, we have so much to do. We have so much to sort out. We've got so many places to be. And I love the idea of us just quitting on the hurry for a little bit. Not the curry, the hurry for a little bit. To just, to just be with Jesus. We need to stop hurrying to be with Jesus. The issue with being busy all the time is that it isn't sustainable. If you don't take the time to actually just create a stronger foundation with Jesus, there's going to be moments of burnout. There's going to be moments where you're tired. There's going to be moments where maybe you just have a little bit of resentment in your life. It's not going too good. We need a stronger foundation in our relationship with Jesus. It's like digging a well. It's like digging a well. Some of us come to church on a Sunday and we have a moment and we drink from this, say, tap of life where 
Jesus pours out into our world and we have a great moment in a service and it's incredible or online as well, whatever. And then we go home and we kind of just carry on with life. And there's not anything else that builds our relationship. We find ourselves relying on a Sunday experience to build that relationship with God. But what we actually need to do is we need to make our way home. And on our way home, make sure that we take with us a shovel. And when we get home, we start digging and we start to create some sort of reservoir or a well, a place where we can keep going back to, where we can receive a resource that's going to help us for our day to day, for our, our weeks to come, for our, our time. And now please don't go home and get a shovel and just start digging up in the backyard unless you're renovating and you're building a deck, go ahead and do that. But where we are right now in our relationship is probably, a, in our relationship with God is probably a really great place. But the reason we need to go home and dig a well and open up the Word of God and spend time just talking with Jesus and spend time just in worship, just in awe of how amazing He is. I'm just with Jesus and that's enough for me. The reason we need that is because there's always more for us to understand about God. No one knows the fullness of God. No one has the full picture. There's always more for us to be able to dive into, to go deeper into. There is a well that is needed for each and every one of us in our personal relationship with Jesus. It creates a constant source of a living water that flows into our life and through our life. It brings a supply to all of the stock within our world to keep everything healthy. It helps us grow and it is a well that never runs out. It never runs dry. We will never be thirsty again when we can tap into the living water of Jesus Christ just because I love Him and I want to be around Him and I can't get enough of Him and He's changed my life and I'm going to keep going back to that same well because there's more there. There's more there. Second thing, a disciple aims to be like Jesus. You can be with Jesus and then be like Jesus. The idea, I believe, of being like Jesus speaks to the relationships that we have and how we do relationship and how we do relationship with each other. Jesus, in fact, said this. He said that uh, you will be recognised as my disciples. People will know that you're disciples because of the way that you love one another. So they, they'll pick up, oh, this is a disciple of Jesus because they see how you are doing the relationships with the people that are around you. Being like Jesus is about who we are doing life with. Being like Jesus is all about relationship. Just think about the moments where he would go about his day and he would just go and have dinner and he would go to Zacchaeus' house and he would just turn up and he would just be hanging out with people and just invite himself and he just wanted to have a meal. I think that some of us need to come back to this idea that following Jesus is like being like Jesus and doing relationship and community at a whole new level at a whole new level. In fact, I would like to say this, that in 2022, when it comes to following Jesus, we are actually meant to do this together. We're meant to do this together. We're meant to do it together. Ephesians 2 verse 19 in the message translation says this. It says that God is building a home. He says He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what He is building. He's used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation, but now He's using you 
fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple, of God, a temple in which God is quite at home. So we follow Jesus personally. We dig a well in our own personal journey, but then He does this amazing work of bringing us all together, of bringing us into a common vision, bringing us to a place where we unite around the idea of what it actually does mean to follow Jesus. It's like, it's like a group of people that in the, in the 90s decided that they would take Annisbrook Church to another level. I think we have a photograph that maybe we've seen in the videos, um, maybe we could put on the screen, potentially. Um, but this, this idea that there was, there's, a, there's a group of people, I think it was in the, in the mid-90s, that set out to just launch this vision to basically lead us to where we are right now. To where we are right now. And uh, I don't know if we have the photo, but it's a photo of like all these families from our church where we, and I think the photograph is in front of, you know, our first church building. You would have seen it in the video. And it's this incredible group of people celebrating the last Sunday at this church, in this, in these, this church building, uh, as we set off to a new vision with this idea that we were going to reach so many people. A thousand people in 10 years, in fact, was the vision at that time. And so we set off with this idea of not just being a family church, but actually being a church that reaches into the community. And it's incredible. There's people who are in the photo that are still here today. There's people who are not here on the journey with us anymore. But there's a group of people who just said, that's it, we're following Jesus. And guess what? We're doing it together. We are doing this thing together. We are a part of building the house of God, where all of God's people will be able to find a place where they'll be able to come. It's an perp- incredible uh, uh, building that has a purpose to glorify God and point people to Jesus. It brings hope to people's lives and it's a house that makes a difference in the neighbourhood. God is building a home, not just a building, but it's this home that will make a difference within the neighbourhoods that are around that home, around that house. And it isn't restricted by any boundaries. It knows no boundaries. And so each and every one of us, we go and we dig our well, then we come together. And I love this idea that as we come together and we unite around a common vision, that we bring what we found in the well. That we all bring with us, I wish I had one. I don't have one, but I wish I had one. I wish I had a bucket. I wish I had a bucket to just show this is what I have. This is my bit. This is what I'm carrying. This is, the, this is my expectation. This is my faith. This is what I'm believing for. And it's a powerful thing because then Graham brings his bucket and it's what he's believing for. And, and there's a different perspective and there's different ideas and there's different strengths and there's, there's, there's different passions even. And there's, every single person in the room brings their own bucket of things that they got from this well. And it's just a different way of doing things. But I need your thing. You need what I have. We, we're not as good if we're separated. In fact, I would say this, we are so much better when we are together because I might not be as good as you are at certain things. You may not be the same as me. I need you and you need me. We need each other in this thing. Hopefully you need me. I don't know, maybe. (laughs) We'll see. 
And if we spend time digging the well and drawing from it, and then like individually, and then we come back together and unify, this is what I want to, this is why we would do that. We just come back, we unify, and then something amazing happens. And I just think maybe we could change the world. I think maybe we could just make a difference in some people's lives. If we do this together, if we do life together, we create the body of Christ and it has influence and it reaches so far into the community. As we have community and we build community, we can reach into the community. So let's do this thing together, shall we? Let's, let's follow Jesus together. Let's do this incredible journey together. And something that we should think about, this, this is something that is very practical for you to potentially just think about over the coming weeks. Community is done so easily in a connect group in a connect group. It's a home within a home. And we have a, a lot of them within our amazing location. And uh, if you're not in a connect group, you should seriously consider joining one. Alicia and I, we run an amazing connect group and it meets every Tuesday night at 7.30. And uh, I'm not saying, hey, you should come along to that one. It's, you know, whatever, you could if you wanted to. But just message us. It's, it has been incredible. I just love being able to be in people's lives and have people within our life as well and just to spend the time and just learn and grow together. And I just find it such a helpful thing for us personally, but hopefully it is for everyone who is also in one. Think about it. What does a connect group look like for you? What would you want? What would you need? Maybe even you could lead a connect group. Man, imagine if we had 100 connect groups with 10 people in it, 1,000 people connected into connect groups and then impacting the community that they live around. That's incredible. So we are being like Jesus when we build relationship together. The third thing and the last thing in the um, worship team can join us on stage. Jesus followers do what Jesus did. They do what Jesus did. It's the last thing. We are called as Jesus' followers to do what He did, to follow His lead, to follow His example and to trust where He is going and where He is, in fact, taking us, to trust where He's taking us. And so I think it'd be a very fair question for us to ask today. If we're following Jesus, where are we going? Where are we actually going? Where, what does that mean? Where is He taking us on this journey? If, to be honest, we probably can't say in fullness what that means. Like we don't really have the full picture. We don't really know, but we can get some ideas from some certain things. And I want to finish by sharing this one amazing part of Scripture where Jesus teaches in Luke 15. It gives a bit of insight to where He's going and to why He's here, why He came, why He did what He did. He starts to share these parables, three stories, three parables. In fact, a parable is a story that has a very spiritual meaning. It has a, a lot to unpack about it. It's got stuff that you can take away. It's not just a story about something cool that happened, but there's something that you can actually learn from it. And he shares three parables, three stories that all have the same meaning. He shares a story about the lost sheep. He shares a story about the lost coin. And he shares a story about a lost son. This first story... The one about the sheep is about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep, but one is gone and is missing. And the 99 are still left in the field. The shepherd, what does he do? He leaves the 99 for the one. He goes to find that one. 
He searches for it. When he finds it, the Scripture says he puts it on his shoulders. He comes back. He throws a party. He gets all the neighbours and his friends in and they, they just celebrate. The second one is a story about a lost coin. And this woman has 10 silver coins. She loses one, has nine left somewhere in her house. But this one has gone missing. And so what does she do? Jesus says, she turns the house upside down. She lifts everything up, moves all the furniture to find the one coin. And when she finds that coin, she calls her neighbours and her friends. She's like, guys, great news. I found my coin. Let's party. You're like, let's, let's have a party. Let's just have, it's amazing. Then there's the story of the lost son a prodigal son. And there's a picture of a father who has given his inheritance to a son. The son is gone and has spent it. He's just spent it and blown it on everything. And now he's kind of had a bit of a wake up moment and he's realised he'd be better to be back in his father's house. So he comes back, he's, he makes his way down this driveway and he comes back to where the father is. The father runs to him. And while this is all going on, there's his older brother, and the older brother's in the picture. He's kind of like, what's going on? This is so unfair. But the father just grabs the son, hugs him, kisses him, puts a robe on him, rings, all that kind of stuff, throws a party for him, celebrates, my son's come back. We have a lost sheep, we have a lost coin, we have a lost son. And all these stories, they really have the same meaning. You unpack them, we can unpack them in the same way. They all have three very similar Characters in each story. There is the one that, uh, that is found. There's the, there's the 99 sheep, they're found. There's the nine coins, they're found. There's the one older brother, he's still at home with the father, he's found. There's someone in each story who is desperately searching for something, desperately searching. And then there's obviously the thing in each story that is lost. I believe that the thing that is found in these stories is actually a representation of you and me. If we know Jesus, if we are following Jesus, we are found within the Kingdom of God. We are within, covered by relationship with Him. We are Jesus followers. In the story, the shepherd, the woman and the father, they represent Jesus. They are an image and a representation of, of who He is because there's always someone, there's always something that is lost. And the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, they represent anyone who isn't in relationship with Jesus. And I really like read through that, share that to say that if we have Jesus in the centre of that story, we have us as the ones who are found. And then we have the lost coin and the lost sheep and the lost son over here. I feel so desperately on my heart that if we are gonna follow Jesus and do what we did, we have to understand where He's taking us to is not just to stay where we are nice and safe and found, but that actually where He's leading us to is to the place where the lost people are, is to where the place, the place where the broken people are. It is His desperate to seek and save what? The lost. And He includes us all in it. And He sends us out and He says, go and make disciples in all the world. Go to every nation and search for them and find them. He's leading us where? Not just into a room on a Sunday, but to where the lost and the broken people are. And it's not very pretty. In fact, it's a messy place to be. You have to turn a whole house up to find that lost person. Man, there's, there's a lost person who's gone away from a family and is, I don't know, eating what the pigs eat. 
all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just messy and it's broken. But individually as a church, personally and as an incredible body of Christ, we exist to reach those lost and broken people. That's who Jesus is calling us to. That's who He's leading us to. That's where He's following us to lead people to life in Christ is our vision and mission statement, if you don't know. To show the love of God to a community like an incredible family church once decided, we're gonna not just be about what happens in the room on a Sunday, but we're gonna reach a community. And now here we are in Saxon, but we're also in Nelson City and we're in Wellington and we have a location in Christchurch and everyone joining us online. And it's far reaching and it's amazing and it's beautiful. And I feel it's so desperately burning on my heart that this year as we follow Jesus, that there are more people to reach, that there are still people who are broken, that there are still people who are lost, there's still people who are searching and there's still people that Jesus is searching for and reaching to and church, He needs us to open our homes, to do a Sunday lunch, to have a dinner throughout the week where we just invite people in. And maybe it's not the normal click and it's a little bit messy and it's a little, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable for us, but it's what Jesus is calling us. It's what He's calling us to. So we better get ready. We better get prepared following Jesus. It's, it's a bit crazy. It's gonna be crazy, but it's gonna be amazing. This is what a disciple of Jesus does. They spend time with Jesus. They do community and family well just like Jesus did. And they reached the lost in their broken lives by doing what Jesus did and just loving, pouring out and giving and being generous. And imagine what could happen if we follow Jesus and if we follow Jesus together, if we just follow Jesus together, I think that we might just change the world, that we might change some people's worlds. We might just change some of the lives of the people who are within our families and our workplaces and school or whatever it is. And today I wanna to finish by praying that we would become not just Christians on a Sunday, not just people who are about an event and a moment, but that we would truly become disciples of Jesus, that we would understand we are not just saved, but we are called, that we are called to this great commission. And maybe you're in the room today and you're hearing this and you maybe feel like you've settled for salvation, which is incredible. Salvation is amazing. We all need it. We need Jesus. We cannot be saved any other way but then through the Name of Jesus Christ. But I really wanna remind someone today that you are saved, but we are also called. We are called to go into the world. We're called to go into the world and make disciples. And some of us today just need to go a little bit deeper. So you need to go a little bit deeper, dive in a little bit further, dive in a little bit further. And so maybe with uh, every eye closed, why don't we just uh, take a moment, reflect just for a second as we finish on what it might look like for you to really become a disciple of Jesus, to really become a follower. What, what, what's required? What's, what's He calling you to today? What's He saying? What's on your heart? What is the idea maybe that God is placing on your life? What's the creative thought? How can you reach someone? Who do you need to reach? Today, we are saying following Jesus is about being with Jesus. It's about being like Jesus. And it's about doing what Jesus has done. Our journey has already started. 
You do not have to wait. Church, it's time for us to dive in. Head first, let's follow Jesus. Father, we thank You. We thank You so much that You, would, you want to lead us, that You wanna guide us. Oh Jesus, right now we are declaring, we are following You. Lord, You are the centre point of our lives. You are the cornerstone of this house, of this amazing church. God, I pray right now for anyone in the room who maybe has just settled where they are. God, would they have a fire that just gets sparked in their life to follow You a bit deeper, Lord, to just become what really a disciple is all about, to be with You, oh Lord, to be like You, to do what You did, Lord, to hear the call of Your voice and to go, Lord, to, to respond, to take a step. Oh God, I just speak that out over someone's life. It's time for you to take a step forward. You've been waiting in maybe what the sh in the shadows or the wings, or you kind of just feel like you've been on pause. But right now, God is calling you, whoever it is, to just take one big giant step, a leap of faith into all that God is calling you to, understanding that God is with you in every single moment. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He will never ever forget you. He will never leave you by yourself. And this whole journey, He's with us. He's leading us, He's guiding us. And so God, I pray right now, oh Lord, would that discipleship flame become alive in someone's world. God, would You just awaken, Lord, a fresh passion for Your Word, Lord, a fresh passion for Your people. Lord, I ask it and I declare it right now in the Name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Amen, Amen. Let's thank Jared, everybody. Uh, let's... We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.